When I got my first long-term occasional position, I spent a lot of time at work. I was keen to do the best job that I could, excited to learn about teaching, and felt the need to get everything done correctly. When I left the Faculty of Education, I left with a sense that teaching should consume my world for the months of September through December, and then from January through to June. It was during the breaks, winter, March, and summer, that I'd have time for myself. That's nearly three months of the year, a big step up from the ten vacation days a year that I'd gotten with jobs before I had become a teacher. I remember the custodian stopping by my room at 10 o'clock at night to ask me when I was planning on leaving. He was wrapping up for the night and wanted me to leave so he could lock up. I'd apologize for keeping him pack up and head home. I'd feed the cat and warm up a frozen dinner before heading to bed. My alarm would ring at 5am and the cycle would start again. On the weekends, I'd crash. Hard. Saturdays were my rest days. That's when I'd catch up on sleep and get some more frozen dinners from the grocery store. It wasn't very long before I couldn't keep up with this routine. When I started slipping, I started feeling guilty. I knew that if I could just push through with the aid of another coffee, I'd be better prepared, more ready for the next day. This all came at the expense of other important aspects of my life, like phone calls from my parents. Teaching did, in fact, consume me. I was investing too much time into a new career and not enough into the rest of my life. Hey folks, this is Ali and welcome to today's episode of Teaching and Learning, One Teacher's Audio Diary. In this podcast, I share some of my perspectives and ideas on education. As it was for many people, 2020 was a challenging year for me. The year put into focus many aspects of my life that I hadn't previously paid much attention to. I was so used to the routine of my days that I neglected to consider the value of what was in my life until 2020 brought them into view. It was a year of losses and gains, some more significant than others. One thing I did learn about myself is that I don't want teaching to be all that defines me. I had a sense of this before last year, but when teaching was taken away from my day-to-day, I spent time looking to fill the void with other things. I didn't spend time working on the Mr. G Tutors website, building a tutoring business, putting together interesting educational videos, or working on compiling resource banks. Instead, I put my energy into rediscovering my interest in photography and writing for my other blog. When September rolled around and the new school year started, I was reluctant to let go of my resurgent interest in my extracurricular projects. I decided that I would try to reframe my days to allow for more time for these projects. I tried to keep my working hours more consistent and manageable by staying at work until about 5pm. After that, I figured that the rest of the day was for me. On the weekends, I tried to not work for more than about 3 hours. And, for a time at least, it was working for me. I was getting better at managing my time. The closer we got to December, the more fatigued I became. I was finding it really difficult to stay at work after school or to bring myself to work on anything that didn't involve a nap. The guilt started to creep up and I started to feel overwhelmed. I was more than ready for the winter break when it came. During the winter break, we learned that we'll be switching to online teaching and learning for the first week of January. During the first week of January, we learned that we'll be online for at least another month. The first week went fine, the second week was a little bit harder. Being online all day is difficult. It's tiring. It's helping me gain weight. Still, I remain committed to limiting my teaching days so that I'm able to pursue my other interests and develop myself in other areas of my life. Unfortunately, a lot of my interests involve sitting in front of a screen. This was fine when I spent most of my days running between raised hands, answering questions that ranged from whether or not I washed rice before cooking it, to explaining the purpose and real-world value of an assignment. The tiredness that comes from teaching in person feels like the result of productivity, and not idleness, like it does from teaching online. I've quickly learned that teaching online requires that you slow things down. The focus for each day needs to be narrowed. When we transitioned, I wanted to pick up where we left off in December. We had a few things on the go, and I wanted to make sure that we got them done in good time. This didn't happen. Not only was I trying to do too much, I hadn't adjusted my expectations accordingly. 
This came to light for me last week after I spent some time meeting with students individually. It was helpful for me because it gave me the chance to ask them how they're doing and what I can do to support them. Sometimes students are more open when their classmates aren't listening in. The breakout rooms in Zoom are great for this. The students are still learning how to learn in an online setting as much as I'm learning how to teach in one. There are new responsibilities for them to manage that I used to have when we were in class. I have very little, if any, oversight on how they spend their time and what they choose to work on during the school day. If their microphones and cameras are off, which is usually the case for all of my students, I can't see or hear what they're doing. In the classroom, I was able to walk over and see what they're doing. I could overhear their conversations. I could, in short, keep them accountable. Now, I can't. The challenge I face is how to keep students engaged while also allowing them the opportunity to learn without knowing if they're there on the other side of my computer screen or not. The two angels on my shoulders have been having a conversation for the last few days. One tells me to do more for my teaching practice, and the other tells me to take the time I need for myself. Both are right. I can't please both of them. Teaching requires an investment of time, energy, and resources. Learning is expensive. Whether you're in class or online, there's a limit to the time available in the day. Taking time out for yourself takes away from the time you could be spending on your teaching practice. Just as spending time on your teaching practice takes away time from the other aspects of your life. There's a real cost associated with whatever choice you make. For me, right now, the right decision is to ensure that I make a daily habit of developing an aspect of myself outside of teaching. If I'm going to be working until past 10pm, I want any work I do after say about 6pm to be for me. I love my job and I want all of my students to be as successful as possible, but I also know that my experiences and learnings from last year came at too great a cost to be ignored. This week's recommendation is the I Am Black History, Our Stories, Our Voices podcast by Donna Paris. The podcast is about the history of black Canadians as told through their own voices. I've been working with Donna to get her podcast ready and out into the world, and I'm really excited for her. The question for the week is, how are you managing to continue exploring your world while staying safely indoors? Thank you so much for listening, folks. If you'd like to have future episodes appear automatically in your feed, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, where you can also leave a review. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. G Tutors or on the website at www.mrgtutors.com. Remember, the best way to do your job is to do it honestly. Talk to you soon, folks.